0: Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin
1: Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio
0: Ha! Ha <laughs> 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 got, got you off guard! Hell. Ready. Cut card, hey now, and welcome to the big show. Um, uh, I gotta come right out with it. A uh, uh, few things to talk about. Um, you know, when when the great one, the great Nostradamus, sure, throws the dust into the bowl and sees things that are going to happen and prognosticates. Uh, little can be um, debated about these because they do indeed usually become fact. Now remember you're right, something. You're right. When you read the Book of Revelations, when you read the famous uh, Nostradamus quatrains, these are things that are going to happen unless you change the outcome. Um, <clears throat> Syracuse basketball, Georgia Tech 55, Syracuse 51. Syracuse is now 15-7, and 7, Tech 11-11. I think it's safe to say that Tech is not in the running to get a, even as a bubble team. They'd have to win every game left on their schedule, and that's highly unlikely, but uh, what I was most concerned with um, wasn't the injury. I, I, as I said, and we're getting this uh, this shocking news today that Jim Beheim has said that Howard Washington is not going to play the rest of the season. Well, when the story broke with Sam the Man Stasiak mm-hmm. uh, on the air yesterday, I told you that uh, my sources say that it's a severe ACL injury and he will not play again. This season, so that turns out to be true. Does turn out to be true, yeah. Um, um, but more importantly, was exactly what I feared in this game. After watching, actually watching, doing some research, the Tech basketball game against Carolina, where they lost seventy to seventy-two, and I said, "Let me tell you something. On the home court, Tech is a pretty dangerous team, and they and they're and they're good. They play well inside. Um, if Syracuse does not shoot the ball better than forty percent, they're going to lose this game. They shot thirty percent." And they lost the game by four points. Now we're poised to look at um, what's left on the schedule and what would would realistically require us to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, we're, we're, we have nine games left. When I look at those nine games in the schedule of what I think we're definitely going to win, there's only really, in my opinion, two games I think they're definitely going to win, which leaves seven. And that would put them, if they only won those two at 17 wins and they would have 15 losses, or 14 losses, rather. So uh, that's not going to get them in the tournament. So somewhere in here, at if they were to steal two, particularly against uh, Virginia, would be a great opportunity because of the RPI Virginia um, has. Uh, if Syracuse was to beat Virginia and win two or three more, they're going to the tournament. I, I promise you they're going with 20 wins. Um, the problem is I don't see those wins right now on the schedule. Um, I see possibilities. I think Syracuse is a Division One basketball program with a legendary and amazing coach. We're very, very good athletes. They could even beat Virginia. They took them to to the task last time and only lost by five. Um, Do I think they're going to beat Virginia? If they played ten times, they'd lose eight at least. Um, so could they win? Could this be one of those two? Yes, it could, but it, it would bode so well for them. This would be their Clemson, you know, basketball or Clemson football game that we had this year. This would be the big shocker that we win, um, or or Duke would, which we did on our home court last year on a desperation shot just before the buzzer rang. Um, uh, I don't like um, the outcome of this game. Um, I think it speaks volumes about where we are this year, but. I'm going to tell you this. It does have a positive effect on something else. Oh. Have you have you been able to, to read into my mind now, Josh, about where I'm going with this? I have not. Positive you, effect. I'll tell you the positive effect of this. The likelihood of getting a guy like Battle to stay another year on a, on a year that we don't even go to the tournament that takes less attention away from him is a positive thing. You will see that because he's not even in the mock draft now, that losing a game like this and not getting to the tournament gives us a much better chance to keep battle here next year yeah. and walk out possibly ranked in the top ten preseason if we if we retain him and depending upon what. Uh, what young Beheim brings to the table, and whether or not they're going to play him as a one of their shooting guys, and 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 we need that desperately. But thirty mm-hmm. percent from the field, not going to get it done. Did you watch the game?
2: I watched a little bit of it, and I think what you're saying is right. I think wins matter, but I think at this point, road wins really matter. That they're not showing up on the road, and the teams they've got on the road—the Louisville's, Miami, the Dukes, the Boston Colleges—those are going to be tough games. I mean, not Boston College, but I think that you look back to Miami, Duke, and Louisville; those are going to be some. Some tough games and you got to rip- win on the road and then you got to go to the ACC tournament and really show up.
0: Yeah, I think I think if they if they only won, if they were, you know, 17, 18 wins and they showed up and won of, uh, uh, you know, at least two at the ACC tournament um, that puts them also, you know, 19, 20 is the number, you know, so um, it's not, not like that's impossible to do right now. But at 15, that means five more wins to get to 20. I don't see five wins in the nine remaining games. I don't, but it's a possibility that we could get three or four, and then and then get hot. The problem is where we're going to go in in our ranking in the ACC tournament, and where we get seated, and where we get seated. The lower seeds play the tougher teams, and you know, mm. to give the the fairness to the tougher team having a break the first couple of games, which means we could walk into playing Duke. You know, we could walk into playing one of these teams yeah. that's a powerhouse to get knocked out of the ACC tournament very very early. Um you know, I, 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 my frustration, though, and my and my uh, my thoughts go out particularly to Beheim and the coaching staff. Because when I watch a game like this and you you coach them and, and you hold the team to 24 points at halftime. You know, I, I listened to uh, Infante's show for a little while because I was doing a live feed calling in at um, um, Del Lago today. And uh, and 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 I listened to somebody I can't, I don't know who he had on with them but he was talking about Syracuse's defense being the problem and I was like were you watching the game yeah you know I mean if you hold any up any opponent to 55 or below points you better as a d1 program playing in the acc be able to score over 55 points you should win that game mm-hmm. so obviously when you come out with a good plan and you execute the plan defensively and then you turn around and you look at you you got to be sitting on the bench going he's got to wide open look come on kid hit it boom he misses it boom he misses it boom he misses it you know when you're shooting three for ten from the field I mean how many how many you'd have to shoot 200 balls in order to, you yeah. know in order to get to get the scoring where you need it? So uh, I'm very sad. Uh, uh, Do you that- think this is a year that
2: he's been just dealt a bunch of I mean, you, you lose a top recruit in the beginning. then Geno Thorpe leaves. Now Howard Washington is hurt. Uh, Matt Moyer is come and go. I mean, game time it seems is he's still nursing that ankle. Mm-hmm. It was it seems to be just bad luck
0: after bad luck. Well, if you're anybody that's in this conversation right now that's sitting at the edge of his couch right now going, man, I blew it, it's Gino. Mm-hmm. Because he'd be starting Dude, right now. He'd be a star he'd, right now. He'd be now. starting right now, and he'd also be asked to shoot the ball more often because <sighs> no one can seem to put it in the hole. Yeah. So now we look forward to Virginia and we look at a team that it's interesting how they play defensively then they're getting a lot of a lot of press about their defense but they don't overwhelm you defensively they you know, i like how uh, uh, McNamara described it they slowly squeeze you you know so that's why they're they're a team that can be upset because they don't overwhelm you by over trapping you and pressing you and pressing you and pressing you what they do is they squeeze you squeeze you squeeze you down into the box and keep the game close which means If you were to get a a performance like we had against Boston College, or one of the teams where we actually shot the ball over fifty percent, which you can't expect week in and week out, but somewhere in the mid forties is about where you probably want to be, you know. And and if we get a shooting, a, a hot shooting late in the in the second period. We're in the game. Yeah. We could steal a game like that. So Virginia is is a team, honestly, because of the way they play their defense and because a lot of schools hang with them within ten points, that if you got hot, you could steal that at home and, and you're playing in the dome. So, you know, Let that's Let me a- ask
2: you though, as as a former student athlete, uh not a lot of time between last night's game, and then you've got a Saturday game at 4 p.m., mm-hmm. what does that do to the kids? Let's say they got home late last night. Right. Today they're resting. Tomorrow's Friday, which means practice, then you play <clears> Saturday.
0: <throat> well, I'll say this. Um, no matter what, I'll fall back on this the entire season for for, for this particular team. I have yet to see a Syracuse team or many successful Division One programs that shoot the ball as miserably as this team mm-hmm. shoots. So no matter what happens, if at least one you know, it's one thing if Brissett has a bad night and only scores twelve or whatever. When when Battle has a bad night, he carries the load for the team so and he always gets his twenty anyway. I mean the guy's averaging twenty points in the ECC. Right. When you're playing in Virginia, you have to rise to the occasion. We need Battle to score 28 and Brissette to score 19-20 you know, in there to make up for the fact that not a lot of guys play on this team now. He's got a, pretty much a six-man rotation. The interesting thing is Virginia's not gigantically big either, so I was intrigued by the idea of playing a Twin Towers offense with Sabinier and the Chook man in there. That p- presents a lot of problems for people who are penetrating to the basket, provided they get back to the hole and defend the paint well, um, but it should also, if you can get them the ball and they can score and even be a threat inside it opens up that extra step that the guard has to run back in and cover and help inside and it gives you that look. But if you're not going to knock down the shot If you're not, then you're not worried about getting out there and getting a hand right up in the guy's face. You're worried about doing what's called neighborhood defense. If I get out there and I get a hand up and I'm running towards him, is that going to be enough because he's only going to make three out of 10? Mm -hmm. He's not going to hurt you three out of 10. He's going to hurt you at five out of 10. You know, so there lies the problem. We got to shoot the ball better. And if we're not going to shoot the ball better, my answer to that always is go to the hole. You got two seven foot guys in there right now. Drive and get the ball up on the rim and we'll take our chances of getting putbacks and offensive goals. Last production from the team. But I mean, I would drive. If I was shooting as miserably as these guys were, I would drive every time I had the ball. Have your voice heard right now on the Daniel Baldwin Trail. Of course,
2: phones are always open. 4 ESPN 44. That's 437 7644. Of course, the text line 288 0644 as we look back on last night's Q's uh, loss in Georgia. Terrifying loss. Terrifying
0: loss. I'm very upset.
2: And uh, now that's- we have a couple of uh, days to. Get ready for the number two team in the country to come into Syracuse.
0: You were sitting on the edge of your seat last night watching the game, Joe? Was not
3: watching the game at all.:
0: <laughs> Wow, was
3: not producing the game, was not thinking about the game.:
0: Yeah, he didn't have to work the game last night. He didn't have to work the anything to do with the game.: No, nope.: Wow. That's amazing. He, I, thought, I thought for sure. I did
3: look up the score last night just out of curiosity.
0: Well, so so the, this has piqued your curiosity some.
3: I just want to see if S.U. lost. That's like lost. a full-on arousal. Coming yeah, I know. From no, I wanted to see if S.U. lost because that way it would, it, I could gauge how
0: everyone would feel today. Well, that's a very interesting perspective. So when you see that and 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 do the the limited amount of viewing that you do, which is just to check the score, yeah, uh, <laughs> that gives Get you that, that yeah. gives you a gauge of you're coming to work and you thought it was going to be not so much a good day then because no, people just, are in a it, pissy it, mood yeah, or
3: what? It gives me a sense of okay. W- what, how everyone's going to feel? What's going to be on everyone's mind? Uh, other than that, I couldn't care.
0: So, yeah. are there other? And, and, and you can or that's my uh,
3: personal so what.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can or don't have to uh, name names. But are there anyone in particular we lose that that you just don't want to be around?
3: Oh, there's really no one I want to be around in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, uh, to, be, to be fair, you kind of opened the door for that one, Daniel. Wow. No, there's there's no one in particular that I'm thinking of. It's just kind of a general. Gives me a sense of right. Here's how a certain show may go. Here's
2: and he's right. Certain... There is like a certain aura when yeah. the team loses,
3: especially when you got like a turning point. You're
2: at a turning point right now for this team. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're, we're
0: definitely we're definitely at a at a, at a crossroads. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know the mood's going to be. Uh... So and the hard thing about that is is that we, we you know you you can't help as an analyst to Look at this and say, okay, well, we got to win this one because this one's here for us to take. Yeah. We know we're probably, you know, like I said, a vast majority of this team against Virginia playing 10 times. We're going to lose a majority of those games. Right. So you don't want to count on having to upset the number one or two team in the nation in order to get a quality win. You'd like to be in a position where you beat Tech, you've got your 16th win, and you're looking where you're going to get those other three before the ACC tournament against BC, against maybe Louisville, you're the one from Miami, can be had you know but are you really going to beat some of these other teams now believe it or not I, th- I i would i would i would imagine that beating duke or beating virginia would be more valuable than losing to <laughs> To any one of these yeah, other teams, they'll be they'll be notable wins. Yeah, those are, those are the types of things the tournament wants to see when they look at a comparison to a Syracuse and a Butler or a Dayton or a school that's a D one program that maybe doesn't have the storied history of a Syracuse. But who did you beat? Mm-hmm. You know, if you beat somebody really really good, they realize that they want that. Yeah, they want that number twelve seed to knock off a four. You know,
2: and the selection committee, like you said, they they seem to recognize the story that is Syracuse University. Mm-hmm. They're they're rooting the whole way going, come on, guys, don't make this...
0: Don't make this hard on us. Well, and you bring up a good point, because what do you do then if you're the selection committee and you've got a butler who beat Villanova type sure. of thing, you know, or whatever, and you look at that, and they only have 17 wins, yeah. and you're Syracuse with 19, but these guys are giant slayers, yeah. you know? I mean, they've proven that they can do it. Does, is that more valuable than a team that performed during the ACC and showed up with 18 wins and, and 12 losses or whatever it's going to be? So um, that's interesting. Let's go to break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about... The Super Bowl.
2: Oh! Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio, Syracuse. The Crunch return from action from the All-Star break this Friday in Utica
1: against the Comets. Countdown of Crunch time begins at 6.45. Puck drop at 7 on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino.
0: Hey now, what are you laughing at? What did I miss? It, oh, as we're what?
3: coming back from break, Josh is just swaying in his chair. <laughs> I heard the Nirvana get, like music. Well, you were moving, to,
0: you're moving to, Oh, you were doing the happy face, uh, I love the, it. kind of the Grateful Dead move. I'm uh, loving it. Wow, you're so big. I heard Nirvana. Hey, Paulie Lamol, are you on? I'm here. All right, I got to Listen, I was going to go into the Super Bowl, and I and I just told the audience that we're we're going to come back after I I went through the dismal performance that we had. But you were there, so. Uh, Man, how do we let this go? I had to listen to somebody on Infante's show say that, uh, uh, you know, the defense is the problem. I'm like, they held them to 24 at the first half. They held them to 55 overall. We're shooting 30%. You can't make them put the ball in the basket. What what, what, did, what did you see? What, what, what do you take from this game?
4: Well, you know how they say TV adds 10 pounds? It was, it was 40 pounds uglier in person, I can guarantee you that, than it was on TV. It's not... Uh, I don't know what you can do to make them score. It's not the defense's fault. That's the stupidest thing I've heard. They're holding teams to under 60 points a lot and still losing. That's crazy that you can't – if you can hold somebody of the 60 points in college basketball, you should be able to win that game.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're shooting again, thirty percent. At what point are they going to stop pretending that they're a perimeter shooting team when they shoot under thirty percent as a team for the season and start pounding the ball inside? Or or, or, or maybe I just don't understand something. You know, I wasn't a college basketball player. I wasn't. I didn't play in the NBA. I was an athlete. But I'll tell you this: when I play games down at the Y, or when I played, and I've played against some really, really good basketball players. I've guarded NBA players before, and not that they didn't torch me, but if I wasn't hitting, I drove to the basket.
4: Well, they are driving, and they're not scoring there either. They're, I mean, O'Shea Brissett can't score around the basket anymore. I don't know what's happened to him in the past uh, since ACC started. He can't score around the basket. I think he may be shooting better from free point land than he is from in close. They're not, they're not scoring from anywhere. That's the problem.
0: God, they're te- they're just terrible at putting the ball in the hole. Where are you at right now, Paulie? Uh,
4: somewhere in Virginia.
2: Well, <laughs> this is your this is your last big drive, isn't it? You've learned a lesson, haven't you? I, I
4: think I think I'm, I think I'm. It's not a lesson. I just think I'm. Too, I'm too old.
0: For this. Yeah, you're too old for well, this. Listen, bro. you got two options, and both options, you know, I'm going to tell you how we're going to handle them. <laughs> you're either going to fly, and if you fly, it doesn't. You out. If you fly, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't change. No, no, I was We know you're not going anywhere no one else would hire you so <laughs> so so, so, e- e- so either you're going to fly well, oh, we got to get you the hot assistant, dude. You got to get the driver slash hot yeah. assistant. That's, I didn't even think of that are, option. And uh, yeah, we, get, we let her drive while you sit there, and then we're going to give you mole cam. Yeah. We're going to get the mole cam out that we can cut to the mole cam on a swivel on your windshield, so you can show us the hottie, you can show us you, you can talk into the cam, and then you can spin it around and show us where you are on the road, maybe some points of interest. You know, you're at the largest ball of twine location, you know, wherever you're at. Oh, what do you it. think?
4: I love that. I've always wanted to blog and video blog one of these trips where I'm by myself being brainwashed by right-wing talk radio.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. If you're forgetting something, go back through the cadence again. This is somebody who's in production of television and film. So, again, go through the cadence. The hot assistant gets the camera on her. Bingo. The location gets the camera, and then you get You came in third in that order. (laughs) So, if you're going alone in the car... If you're going alone in the car, you just took away my whole production value. We want the hot yeah. assistant in the car with you that we can ask her, does he snore? What does he do? What kind of things is he making you do? Uh, they're going to be you know uh, pending sexual harassment charges coming anytime soon. You know, those he kinds makes me things.
4: listen to Oingo Boingo for yeah. four hours. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah.
0: Yeah. laughs> you still
2: got eight hours on the road, dude. You've got to be going insane. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty
4: close. I'm not getting into all
0: 11 today. Oh, my God. How many fast food places so far?
4: Uh, I had uh, this, I had a McDonald's this morning. I had a Big Grill.
0: You know what's annoying? It's annoying as the three of us who've got the bellies hanging over the, yeah. the belt. Yeah, and then you got this guy who's like forty-seven. How old are you? Forty five. Forty five years old, and he can eat all the crap he wants. He doesn't put a single pound on it. He gets a little bit of a paunch and that's it. That's oh, that's the worst it gets. Oh please. I had that paunch when I was born. Oh my god, going. me too. <laughs> you know, like, he's got he's got, he's got his metabolism. Salzone's pulse.
2: got a bigger paunch in his pants than Polly has in his belly. <laughs> Salzone makes that paunch, no. <laughs> he's the legendary
0: Didn't it start somewhere where we wore a oh tight my pair of god. pants wore, and all it the, the girls was the, the office the, was talking about? The tan corduroys just oh, yeah. just Tanker, are they in the Give whole? Oh, are, they, are they your go-to on a date? The tan corduroys? No, they are not. Oh, come on! They he, that, they he, should be. They will be now. You want to distract them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: keep them from looking at your face. Exactly. All right, Polly. Dude, we'll see you at some point.
4: All
0: right, see you guys. All right, brother, take care. Oh, the mole. So Justin Timberlake will be performing uh, at the Super Bowl. Any chances that we're going to see a uh, uh, you know what what did they call it the and uh, oh the Janet thing or mouth something wardrobe malfunction wardrobe malfunction no we're going to see like the front of his drawers drop off if he
2: was any fun at all he would drop a giant inflatable boob right in the middle of uh,
0: (laughs) just a whole
2: inflatable Janet Jackson boob right there say here it is
0: no but if he had a fake boob and tore his jacket open and showed you he won't do it how great he's
2: not controversial man.
0: Well, he, what, he's not
2: controversial? He ripped it off for of her. You don't think that was a plan? Yeah, but now I, I don't think it was her plan. Like that, that set a wait bunch a of wait stuff a second. in
0: motion. Wait, wait, Are you really being that naive? I to am. Think that that wasn't Velcroed on, fully planned. Timberlake knew to grab it. Well, of course it was. Of course it was. Well, you think he ripped the material on accident and just grabbed her pocket and ripped it open?
2: No, I think, uh, you know what? I don't know what to think because I, they, they both
0: played dumb so well. If they were dancing and he spun her and it fell off, I might for a second Right. By. But he reached he over and it. ripped it off yeah, her yeah, yeah. and it had to be set up to come off. No, that was, And on. she had like a decorative piece uh, on I got Janet on, on speed dial. I'll Let's get, get her, her on the phone. Let's get her on the phone right now. I'll we'll get her on the phone. We're get, <laughs> when we come back from break, I'm going to talk to Janet and see All right, show. we'll
2: come right back here on the uh, Daniel Baldwin Show presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa. This is ESPN Radio
1: Syracuse. Brent acts four to six. ESPN Radio ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Ha! <sighs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I like when they laugh when I make I like my sounds. It. You know, they're... Robin hates the 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 uh, yelling and sounds. Well, that's
2: not for Robin.
0: It's for us. It isn't for Robin. It isn't for Robin. Lots Although, for lovely Robin, but that's that's just for us. There is much for the. There's Larry. much for Larry. Larry's been advertising for Robin before. Mm. Terrifying. So we've gotten past uh, our friend Justin Timberlake and the fact that the boys are voting that he will not expose any part of his membership. Nope. When Although will, if he did that'd be hilarious. When will, wouldn't that be great? I just
2: took it out. A tearaway jock? A tearaway cup. Just 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 any chance you ever have of coming back to the Super Bowl, just blow it. There Who it cares? Is. Yeah, I know at that
0: point. How many more TC's he, when was the last one he did with Janet? Was that fifteen years ago? Yeah, I mean So when's he gonna come back? Was 85? Yeah, he's when is he eighty five? He's a kid, he's fifty. So He's the Bobby when, when, Darren of when will Nick Foles get any respect, this guy? I don't know. It's so funny because he had, he won eight games before Wentz got there, uh, you know, so, and, and he, and he played 10, I think he was like, mm-hmm. eight, he was like eight for 10. Then of course, Carson Wentz don't take anything away from him, but playing well, you know, doing a lot of great things, and puts Philly in a position. But here's a solid backup that everyone said couldn't get it done, goes to Minnesota, or at home against Minnesota, but beats the crap out of him. I mean, he literally beat him up. And yeah. Checking off properly, delivering the ball, protecting it as far as turnovers are concerned. And he, get, the guy gets no respect. Is it because... He's facing Brady and Brady's such a legend or is anyone going to take a look at the fact this guy's a really good quarterback? He's
2: a good quarterback, but he's called they're hanging on the backup quarterback. They go, "No, no, no,
0: he was uh, he's the backup quarterback." Every time they introduce him, backup quarterback. So, so when you look at it, I think that full sits in the Catbird seat right now, and I'll tell you why. The expectation is so low, mm-hmm. they're still talking even after a really, really good victory over Minnesota who has one of the best defenses in all of football and they score over 40 points on him. But no one's talking about the guy and everyone's talking about Tom Terrific and how great he is and, and you don't want to let the game get too close because he's going to definitely come back in the fourth quarter. And he's proven a lot of those things year in and year out that he's capable of doing and he's done it again in the playoffs here. He did it in an unbelievable way against Atlanta in the Super Bowl. But Nick Foles is is absolutely in the perfect position right now. The light's on Brady, the light's on New England, and, and he can sit back there and just do his job and steal this game.
2: I pick on Eagles fans, the disgusting, fat oh. Eagles fans that are out there, but I do that just out of jest. I want them to win because it's way more fun to hate Tom Brady than anything. You just want to hate him, and you want the Eagles to win because, hey, it is. It's a, it's a Cinderella story.
0: But, you know, it's funny. When you look at guys that have won— Multiple Super Bowls, and 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 uh, and their and their kind of disposition. You know, Joe Namath came out. He won the one time, but he was brash. He was Broadway Joe. Joe Willie Willie White shoes with the white cleats on the fur coats on the sideline. He had Namath men and uh, no Mantle men and Namath women when he teamed up with Mickey Mantle in New York. You know, but look at the guys that have won. Terry Bradshaw, who was pretty, he was pretty wild. You know, he was a wild guy. He's a Louisiana cat. He was pretty. Uh, Uh, animated, but Joe Montana was like watching grass grow. Nice guy, great guy, terrific quarterback, but you know what, I mean, with the exception of a Skechers commercial that I've seen recently, you know, you never see him. Troy Aikman, he's in the booth, you never see him doing the advertising. Quiet guy, Christian guy, you know, kept his nose really, really clean. Not exactly the most exciting guy in the world either, you know, as far as what he's done off the field and do you see him, you know, the Charles Barkley type, bigger than life Mm -hmm. character, Shaquille O'Neal, you don't see that. Multiple Super Bowl quarterback, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is like chewing a piece of gum to me. You know, yeah. it's got a little flavor in the beginning, and then you know what? It's just something to do. I have a prediction for Sunday. I'm not. I'm not the great Nostradamus, but I have a prediction. Hang on a second. Can we play a Nostradamus anyway, even though it's not Nostradamus? It's not a quatrain, but I do have a prediction. It is not a quatrain. It will not do be a quatrain. You form. believe trains
1: from the Great One?
4: What is this?
1: It's time for Nostra Daniel. No, this is Jostradamus. Jostradamus. <laughs> now, I've been playing with Daniels' bulls
2: <laughs> and the sand. And they're healthy, I made at. Philadelphia Eagles go into the locker room at halftime, up 17-3. They don't score another point. And I will tell you why. Bill Belichick is a chess master. I think the Eagles get out early. They get out ahead early. And then Belichick has this weird Terminator eye zoom in on whatever's going on out there. He figures it out. They go to the locker room. and go, hey, I want you to do this, and then do this, and then do this, and then they win the game. That's how I see it go down sometimes. So you see New England t- coming back?
0: New England back wins. Again, and New England wins New England the wins the Super Bowl. Wow, oh, Josh Eagles Thomas. will
2: look good in the first half, and Eagles fans will be like, here we go, we got it. Well, look look you're, what you're, happened uh, against the Falcons. This is what he does. Bill Belichick. he's... He's dialed in. The guy's like a
0: like a freak of nature, man. Well, you know, you say that, and yet Spagnoli and the Jets and Deflategate—maybe they're just better cheaters. This could be it too. Could it be? That he's the greatest cheater of all he time. could be the greatest. He's the greatest cheater of all time. Wow, he's but you, you just
2: told me a piece of news about the guy that proves to me he's a chess master.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that right now. What he's referring to—he knows so, how to win games. Bill Belichick. Is supposedly now, according to press releases today, was actually the one who let all, leak all the information about the controversy between Kraft. Brady and Belichick. You, you've heard us report about how he banned his, he banned his trainer, Brady's trainer, from going on flights. He took him off the sidelines. You know there was the rumor about that Brady was on the trading block and that Belichick wanted Brady to go to San Francisco. He did not want to give up Garoppolo. He he, he wanted to he wanted to send Brady on his way because he felt that the future for seasons to come was not in the hands of a forty-year-old quarterback, which. Arguably, I could see if you're looking for a guy yeah. to make a ten-year run, you're yeah. going to go with it with a younger guy. So, but business is business. But so, but what we're, we're talking about now is that we, they it was played to us in the press, like this story leaked out. Evidently, Belichick was responsible for leaking the story to key components in the press, so he made sure that it got out there. And the reason why he did it. Was because the controversy between Hecraft and Brady, he thought, was going to be a distraction to them as they were poised to make their Super Bowl run. So what he wanted was it to be flushed out quickly. And by getting it out to the press, he knew that they'd make a big deal about it fast. They'd knock all of it out within 10 days. And then he could go back to getting Brady and back to getting his team to focus on what the the goal at hand, which was to win another Super Bowl. Which is exactly what's happening. And And you know what? It is. It's already, it's yesterday's news. No one's talking about this guy, you know, being on the trading block and what his future is. The Giants job has been taken, you know, and so we're not really worried about whether Belichick's going to leave New England. It looks like both of them are going to stay there. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked though. I would not be sh- I, I said before when they didn't announce the Giants job. And I thought to myself, if Belichick was to ever leave, that would be the place he would go because he coached there under Parcells. He grew up in New York. He was a Giants fan as a kid. And if I'm going to wind my career down, why not have it be the team that I would always dreamed of coaching for and being the head coach and seeing if he can write that ship in New York for the next four or five years and then get out? So, you know, with that said, uh, I would not be shocked. If Brady wins a Super Bowl and plays somewhere else, I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. I really wouldn't. Quick
2: call, we got Wayne in the truck calling into the Daniel Baldwin Show. Wayne, you're on the air.
4: Hey, as an Eagles fan, I just want to say I kind of hopefully agree with your take on Fold. and I want to throw you a compliment too. Uh, you guys are so much better than the last guy in this time slot. <laughs> I don't um, know that. A couple was. months back, I can't remember. If, uh, he went by like no strength. Dummy or something he I don't know. He had Colin Kaepernick, uh pilot in the Eagles, you know, not too long ago. What, what do you guys think
0: about that? You know, I don't know who had the time slot before, but the fact that you can't remember and we can't remember who it is <laughs> says says <laughs> says a lot about how well he was doing.
4: Are you you're
2: asking Colin Kaepernick to the Eagles? Is that what you asked?
4: No, no, no. Oh, Daniel, sorry. Daniel had guaranteed to Daniel, that Colin Kaepernick was going to be signed by Philadelphia. A couple no, I, back. I,
0: I, and I, just, I, I, I said... I pointing I, out the flip all. I, I, yeah. I, I said, I think that they would have been foolish not to sign him. And I got news for you. You don't have Wentz now. You're going to the Super Bowl. If somebody loads up on Foles and he goes down, who would you rather have? Their backup or Colin Kaepernick quarterbacking in the Super Bowl with the, with the title on the line? So they don't have a viable backup that's taken a single snap, not one snap in an NFL game right now. If if oh. Foles goes down, you're gonna say to yourself, Man, I wish we had Kaepernick <laughs>
4: Well no, no, that's not true because he's practiced with him all year. What has Kaepernick done this year? He hasn't taken a single NFL snap in well over
0: a year. No, you know what? You know, you, you bring up a good point. He would be rusty, but that was the whole reason why I said sign him now because he's a guy who's led San Francisco for multiple seasons and even into the playoffs. You know, you, there is something to be said. Look, you know, Buffalo proves this. Uh, this, and I'm not saying that it's yeah. impossible for a guy to step in and do well. You can. It's it's happened before. It's just highly unlikely. Who was the kid that uh, Peterman that they put in a Buffalo oh. when they had their kind? The guy throws he got five massacred. interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> game, you know, I and mean, yeah. that's all. when you're standing under there and you're looking around you and sixty thousand people are screaming, SUS! You know, and, and you're trying to, you know, call audibles and read defenses, and big, huge, giant men are moving at 4.6 seconds per 40 yard at 300 pounds, trying to tear your head off. Yeah, man, you wish you had a guy back there that knew what he was doing.
2: Wayne, thank you so much for the phone call. Obviously, phones are always open for you guys for ESPN 44. That's 437 7644. We will come back. This is ESPN Syracuse.
1: Listen to us online. Listen to us on your smartphone. Now you can listen to us whenever and wherever you want. Like when your wife's having one of her moods again. Honey, I didn't say your butt looked fat. I said it looked juicy. Subscribe to ESPN Syracuse on iTunes. Get the podcasts of your favorite shows sent right to your phone. Listen to ESPN Syracuse anywhere on the ESPN app or ESPNsyracuse.com. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort & Casino. And now... So,
0: what kind of time we got left? I got about six minutes. We got six minutes left. You know, I usually don't circle the wagons and come back to a story, but um, I did a little more research on um, the asteroid that is flying through the galaxy right now. I my pins north. and needles waiting for this asteroid. This asteroid is not only going to pass on February 4th, but it is going to pass at its closest point during the playing of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, it is, you know, when you think about the amount of miles, it's, it's you know, several, you know, quadrillion k- or whatever, <laughs> miles away or whatever. But because somehow of the Earth's gravitational pull and so on, it can, and as asteroids have been known to that are passing within this range, be sucked in because of its massive size size into the earth's atmosphere and then of course crash on the earth now many of these different sized huge rocks come and they disintegrate quite a bit of them when they come in because of the heat and they break up and so on on. but this thing's like the size of texas Mm, it's it's a big one (laughs) there and and she's coming so do we want to do like uh just in case do you just want to in talk? case it happens? It's the end it of the is. world as we know
3: it. And Josh has had the stupidest oh. grin on his face. He does. He
0: looks like Snoopy. Mm.
3: <laughs> Snoopy used to roll his ears
0: back and put the face up. He's got that Snoopy grin on right now. Thank you. Thank you. Now, is that because it's the end of the world as we know it? Or is that because you're you're no, smiling at really the asteroid? I really don't want the world to end. I just <laughs> All right, so let's play first. If the asteroid has to hit. Yeah. Do you want it to hit land or do you want it to hit water?
2: Um, water, because I'll be fine in Central New York. There ain't no wave. There ain't no okay, so tsunami to coming water. towards me.
0: You want to hit water? Mm-hmm. Okay. And where? What body of water would you be most satisfied with if the asteroid uh, was to hit uh, Pacific Ocean? You wanted to go into any specific about the Pacific?
2: Well, if the wouldn't the Pacific specific
0: Pacific? Wouldn't that take out North Korea? Is
2: that a one for two jobber right there? Now. Well, not, it, not quite. I don't, I don't know geography, yeah. oh. so I don't know. Yeah.
0: That, Japan, and a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff. Right?
2: <laughs> well, listen, sometimes you got to break a couple of eggs. <laughs>
0: wow. is that like acceptable casualties I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
2: if an asteroid hit us therefore if we were to launch
0: 12 <laughs> nuclear bombs in retaliation we feel that we would probably kill 11.6 million people in the first impact
2: where would be the safest place in the water for it to hit like the north pole south pole I would pole? think the
0: deepest point somewhere I, I, I would imagine way up north
2: yeah so let's yeah. let's just say that then so, so I don't sound so
0: heartless oh, <laughs> so you're talking somewhere like the Bering Sea yeah or, you know, we're, where we we, we screw over a couple of Ruskies and a yeah. little bit of Alaska, and we're that's okay. That's it. We're good, yeah. All right. All right. So That, that sounds a, better. If it has to hit land, <laughs> yeah. where are you having it land? Uh,
2: you know where I'm having it hit. Where are you having it? Dead center, Antarctica, because that is where the aliens are accessing the center of the earth. Thank you. That's, wow. where, the, that's where the aliens go in. You know that. You don't act that? like you don't. I think
0: it's in... Um, um, I think it's uh, down off of the coast of Cuba, and I, I, what is that? Uh, Bermuda Triangle? The Triangle.
2: The Triangle is suspect, Daniel Baldwin. I won't, I won't deny well, I that. Because I think
0: that these planes and these ships are disappearing because they're being sucked down by some kind of tractor beam or whatever. Now, Antarctica, isn't that all ice? That's not land.
2: It is all ice, but if there's been fighter pilots- No, got to land on land. No.
0: Got to land on land. Fighter
2: pilots have seen uh, <clears throat> spacecrafts going into the- Okay.
0: Got to land on land. Where is it landing on land?
2: Joe Salzone's house.
0: On uh, Joe Salzone's house. Directly South- where Joe South- 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 Ladies and, South- South- and gentlemen, <laughs> and members of the Academy who live in Auburn. <laughs> I'd I mean, be okay with that. You'd be like, man, you
2: Especially were- if I'm home. No, it, there's got to be a big open spot in, like, Russia somewhere where there's nothing, right? Like- I'm,
0: I'm thinking if it lands, like, in the middle of the Sahara Desert or whatever, you know, besides be good, a few right? camels and a couple of Bedouin nomads, yeah. we're all good, right? I, mean, you know. I think
2: land might be the better option, wouldn't it? Because it's not going to have a... a, a Tsunami, a big wave. Well, no, I think what,
0: I, <laughs> what tsunami. You have
2: to say the T, tsunami. Yeah. I
0: I think I th- <laughs> the tsunami. The, t- t- the, the tsunami. <laughs> I'm think- my my theory is is that if it hits uh, some body of land, supposedly it throws up so much debris that it it's you know starts oh! a, a dark. But if it hits a desert, permanent winter. Yeah, we were looking at almost one of those those <sighs> nuclear winter you know type of scenarios. But if it hits a desert, yeah. I'm not imagining sand going up in the atmosphere and staying there for very, I That's coming right back down. Mm-hmm. You no, know, we might create a few new beaches in Eastern Europe, you know. But, <laughs> but you know, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think uh,
2: you're dealing me a lose-lose here, Daniel do None of these are win-win. Joe any
0: besides landing on your house, anything? <laughs> uh,
3: I, I don't know. Uh, over the over the Super Bowl, make it interesting. land right in the stadium. Yeah, why not? Wow.
2: And what about the conspiracy? Is there no conspiracy that maybe Robert Kraft has uh, organized this in a way to affect the gravitational pull so that
0: I think the, I think the that, balls are a little I lighter. I think that and, Trump paid the Russians and the is. Russians launched the the fake news asteroid, mm-hmm. and we're trying to distract us while they're this is all facts pilfering people. money from the Kennedy Foundation through the Clintons for the re-election campaign. Like That's that. what I think's happening. Mm. That's really really tasty.
2: I don't I don't I don't I don't deny it. Um, you know, where did you want it to go? You said uh, the Sahara Desert. Okay,
0: I'm gonna say I think it needs to hit a mountainous region, probably. So, I mean, we dumped this in like the middle of the Urals or something like that, you know, in in Russia. Okay. Uh, you know, besides, you know, a couple of Inuit people in in Siberia, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not looking at a lot of collateral damage. Sure. Um, you know, I think that uh yeah, a mountainous region would be probably the best because I think that's also because of the, how high the, the peaks are, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna absorb quite a bit of it. Um if it falls right in the middle of the Super Bowl though, do they preempt coverage for like a second to show, you know No, the game must go on. I mean, you play the Ivan Shalotnik here, live from the Rouse. No, they got Doritos the commercials to run. They do. Yeah, you got. It. You're, not, you're not losing that Doritos any, money. Any action on any of the? Uh, oh, by the way, the great Nostradamus will be making a Super Bowl pick tomorrow on the show. Eagles fanatic, Pat Sheridan, who has been on the show, who got bleeped twice. Twice. For, well, that's the record for, I think, ESPN Radio. Well, we know, so I told him, I told Pat, that the under over on him was two, and his response was, I'm a lock to go over. He's a I'm lock? A ro- he's a oh, lock well, to go over. Grease up that dump button. Yeah. There. Yeah. Who's in the, is, is it going to be Larry? Be the mole, mole,
2: gonna, the mole if he makes it back tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be Lawrence over there.
0: You want to make a bet on the mole and make it back? <sighs> that
2: ain't looking good. I, think he's, I bet he gets
3: old. I bet he gets tired and pulls over. I think I'm he's like pulling tonight. over
0: somewhere in Jersey saying it's over and yeah. he's going to take, take a nap. Yeah, I think, that, I think the mall is out. One thing, he's the, here
3: tomorrow, I don't really care what time he gets back he's in. He's
2: going to find himself an Asian rub parlor. What, 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 go, if there, uh, what if
0: there's snow tomorrow and he's too afraid oh, to drive? Oh, hey, yeah. No! Oh, wow, la, wow, wow. I don't I don't give a damn about this show.
3: I'll stay home
2: tomorrow. Wow. We can do prop bets as well. We haven't talked about prop bets. I don't
0: give a damn about this show. Yeah. I'll stay home. Yeah, don't don't take it personally. The, the Exciting thing. news in my meeting today at Del Lago When I when I went out there, um, you know they're celebrating their one year anniversary. they sponsor of our show. They've been so kind to us here at Galaxy and ESPN, and and uh, they do some work with your show too. Yep, correct? they do. Yeah, yeah they, they do. advertise there. They're, they're, they're on with K Rock Josh and the record setting morning show that mm-hmm. he has. Um, You know, but uh, uh, I had a meeting with A&E about um, doing a reality show up here, and I would be lying to say it didn't go very, very well, which would mean that Joe Salzone, a.k.a. Larry Dickman, would become a reality star. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. (laughs) We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow three. ESPN Radio Syracuse.